international flu crisis is tightening its grip on the state with over 10,000 Queenslanders being diagnosed with the flu already this year and 800 have actually been serious enough to be hospitalised and unfortunately 25 people have already lost their lives. Not a scientist, I'm not going to go into why flu season has been worse and worse, but we are hearing reports that it, um, there's a record number of people that are coming down with it and actually quite serious as well. There's yeah. been deaths even um, this year alone from it. And there are a beautiful family that are encouraging people to go and get the flu vaccine. We spoke to them yesterday. Uh, they're a local family and they go to the Morningside football club that I go to. And we had a chat to them yesterday about their story, 16-year-old Taylor and her dad, Paul. We're going to pick it up um, in the chat right now from when they explain how this all played out for their family. Tunnels was just, you know, normal. Like this time, 14-year-old girl playing footy and surfing and carrying on and doing what all normal 14-year-old girls do and came down with the flu. That turned into influenza, which then turned into pneumonia, and very quickly uh, she got sepsis. So it was rushed from Redlands Hospital where everyone was told to say goodbye because um, she probably wouldn't make Lady Slento. And by the time she got there, it was total organ failure and she was put straight into life support. And how, how long a time was this from the first sniffle to being told that your daughter was going to die? What was the time period? Um, it was probably oh, a couple of days. Wow. I was, yeah, really. I, was, I mean, she'd had normal sort of flu-like stuff for a few days leading up, then got a bit worse on the sad day, then, um, yeah, it was sort of Saturday night, and then the Sunday morning when it really, yeah... Um, Had you ever heard of this? Because you know, some people would say you got a cold, and then you hear flu, you go, "Oh, rest up," you know what I mean? And I'm terrible for making jokes about man flu, and now I realise you don't make jokes about that because it's actually quite serious. Now, had you heard of this? Never. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah, No. Never. Never. I was like lying in hospital, and they're like, "Oh, you got sepsis," and I was like. Oh, cool. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Yeah, right. Cool. (laughs) Has anyone else been sick from school? Had anyone else had the flu? Yeah. Yeah. It was going around. And you didn't think it was that serious no, at the time? No, I went to the GP and they're just like, oh, you got a throat infection, you'll mm. be fine. And I was like, oh, okay. Because the yeah. other thing I hear when I hear pneumonia, I always see that as an old person's disease. The pneumonia got together with the staff that we all carry and yeah. those two combined just, bang, set off the septic the sepsis, shock. Yeah. Mm, sepsis, yeah. So, so. Is, what is sepsis for those who are hearing this or have heard it, the word or the name before but don't actually know? Uh, it's one of the most brutal disease, I suppose, that there is. It, um, it gets into your blood and then just um, stops your blood circulation, just shuts all organs down and um, yeah, very quickly. So the blood flow wasn't getting around Taylor's body and then organ, total organ failure. They came to us on Tuesday morning and said, look, this isn't looking very good. We're going to have to give Taylor open heart surgery because right. we can get the cannulas, as the, the, the tubes they put into your body to try to get the blood going everywhere. Um, we're going to give her open heart surgery and put it straight to her heart. She's the first kid in Australia that's had this, right. and we think that she can handle it, her, her heart can handle it. Two weeks she was on life support, and then came off life support. Yeah, a couple of weeks after that. first thing she did was flip Joe, her mum, the double bird. I thought you were going to say that. I was thinking so, that a different way, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> why, 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 why? why did you do that? Was it, do you remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good out. That's a very yeah. I don't remember. I was yeah, drugged I up. Mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Maybe it was subconsciously <laughs> when you were told to say goodbye. You're laying there going, "I'm not. There's no way I'm dying." So when you when you come back, you're like, "Up oh, yours proved you wrong." Well, that's what we've 
figured it must have been. Yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. and you know, it was. I mean, I, I wasn't actually right there then when yeah. it happened. Yeah. And um, so Joe's just got this awesome photo. Yeah, oh, great. that's like, the greatest! Oh, wow. You were doing it at the pearly gates, going no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Were you out of the clear then, or is it? Was uh, there a- no, not 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 that stage. So while she came off life support, there was still the. Um, uh, given that she had open chest, so normally mm. with open heart surgery you zip it back up, so mm. to speak, um, but they still didn't zip Taylor's back up, so she was very, very, very still. So mm-hmm. in that time um, she started to um, get bed sores and yeah. um, mm. bits and pieces everywhere, but still it was probably another... Th- I mean, she was in ICU for nine weeks until it was probably another three weeks. I remember Sunday afternoon said, look, you're going to make it. Um Oh, something I'll never forget is Taylor still asking the doctor, am I going to die? So she was, while she was conscious for those next three weeks and still many surgeries and, you know, in and out of incubation and drugged up and all the rest of it, she still didn't know. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that question that Sunday afternoon and then the doctor said, no, no, you'll you'll be okay. And by that point, um, you know, Taylor's feet and, you know, sort of half her legs and it had all got gangrene. So they'd turned black. Her hands had, but they had... um, fix themselves right. in that sort of period. Yeah. <clears throat> your, ha- the, your hands had fixed themselves? Yeah. yeah. They just, um, you know, they, they were all very, very black. Um, yeah. And somehow they weren't black anymore. Right. Um, you needed them to give more people the bird. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So um, whilst you start to think, oh, yeah, okay, we were out of the clear and, um, you know, things are going on, she actually got up into a ward for two nights at about the eight-week mark, seven and a half, eight-week mark. Um, but in that time, this bed sore that was on um, on Taylor's bottom cheek had developed a hospital bug called Klebsilia. Uh-huh. And that's where they came to us. She went back into the um, back into ICU again, and there was a big surgery on the Sunday night. And again, they said, look, we don't know what's actually going to happen here. Wow. Um, uh. And then on the Monday, in a meeting, uh, they sort of said, look where this is, the depth of it. This could be a hip amputation. Um, by that point, they'd already said on the other side it was probably going to be above knee amputation, a hip amputation, but we aren't sure if we can actually... You can't do that amputation in one operation, be multiple, and we think Clebsilia will move faster then you can than operate. what we can operate. Do, do they need mm. to come to you and get you to sign those papers before she goes into surgery? Oh, every surgery you sign papers. To give permission yeah. if every case scenario yeah yeah so and do you um, talk to taylor because i mean it's, it's hard you know i mean taylor you're a 14 year old girl at the time mm. i guess going through it you understand it but at the same time it's completely and utterly scared yeah scary. i didn't understand anything yeah. that was going on at the time yeah. i remember when mm. the doctor's saying oh you're one of the sickest kids in queensland and i was like oh yeah that's sick <laughs> like, i was just so drugged up i was like wow oh that's yeah. cool yeah. i didn't understand what was going on <laughs> yeah by this point, Taylor's on daily dialysis for her kidneys. Um, her left lung had fully collapsed, and yeah, nothing else was working. Still great. Um, so on the on the Monday when when in the meeting, Joe said, "You know, when's enough enough?" Yeah. Um, they said, "Look, let's just have another look tomorrow." And we said, "Look, don't bring Taylor back out of surgery incubated. If you realise that the wound is too deep and too severe, just bring her back out, and, and we'll bring her home." So that was the week leading into um, the 27th of October, the Friday. Yeah. Um, so it was a couple of days of process and bits and pieces. And on Friday the 27th of October, 17, was when we brought her home in palliative care. And they said, look, she might last two days. She may be here for three. Being a teenage girl, she 
maggot four days. Uh-huh. Um, and it was on Thursday morning when we sat the boys down and said, your big sister's going to heaven. Uh-huh. Um, at that point, we didn't actually tell Tales while she was coming home. We figured, well, we walked out of the meeting on the, even on the Wednesday when the final decision and said, you know what, yeah, we get what the medics are telling us, yeah. but we ain't giving in. So that's when we sort of started a whole heap of alternate stuff on the Friday when we got home and we didn't tell Tales because we thought, oh, the mental part of it, if we tell her why we brought her home, mm. her mind might just she might not go have that way. Yeah. yeah, and so we said, you're coming home to get better. There was no goodbyes or anything. The treatment just started day and night, all, all day, all night, and just all these different things and... Still on the Sunday afternoon, one of the twins came to Joe and I and said, oh, when's Taylor going to die, Mum and Dad? Right. And it's like, mate, let's just, we, we don't know. As crass it might sound, Taylor did a wee on the Monday. Mm. So when your kidneys aren't working, you can't. I got to the Wednesday and the wound on Taylor's cheek is, was quite significant, or it is, and um, sort of rang the hospital and said, look, this is what's going on. This wound needs to be dressed and we need to do something with this. They gave us a swab of the wound uh-huh. and I'd rung an old footy homeopathic contact. Um, he said, mate, just get me a swab of that wound and we'll make up a potion. Yeah. Well, then on Melbourne Cup Day, the 9th or 10th of November, yeah. mm-hmm. we went back in for a round table meeting with everyone. Um, so it was Joe and I there and there's probably you know, 10 or 12 of the professionals that had all been working with us at the time. And they basically shut us down again and said, guys, this, you know, your miracle's not happening. Oh, yeah. kidneys, need medicine. Yeah, well, you know, her kidneys it. are, you know, they're gone. They're never mm. fixing themselves. While she's weighing, means nothing. It's still going to mm. capitulate at some point. And again, back on the Thursday again, keep doing what we're doing. Back how how frustrating, though? Uh, look, there was a... You just got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. you got no. You, yeah. you don't stop and think at the time. You just. It's different when it's your daughter rather than yeah. hearing it. I know. You and, just. And, um, and I don't know. Just. You know that natural adrenaline is running. Okay, right. We got to do this now. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. seven o'clock. So we got to do this. It's five. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Plug that device in now. Yeah. Wrap, yeah. You know, wrapping a feet up and stuff to try to get rid of the, the gangrene and stuff, and and then eventually, about that five or six week mark, post palliative treatment. They came in the next morning and said, look, we, we don't know what's going on here, but your kidneys are better, your lungs are better, your liver's better. Right. And, you know, I'll never forget the head pediatrician coming and go, we've got nothing. Yeah. Right. Do Keep doing what you're doing. Something's working. So skipping forward a little bit from that, you've pulled through um, and then you did have to have one of your uh, feet amputated. How are, how are you going now? Just taking day by day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Just sometimes you get go back a bit, then you go forward a bit, and then you go back, and yeah, and just time. Yeah, because yeah. it's all still pretty fresh. It's crazy to me. Like it feels like yesterday, and it's kind of sad because you look back on your life before that was completely different, and it's almost like I was like reborn, and like I have just a new chapter of my life. Mm. Yeah all of a sudden this happens and it's almost like, oh, this is telling me that it's a new chapter and a new life and I need to start fresh. Wow. It's an amazing way to look at it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How um, was it with your friends at the time? Because, you know, 14 to 16... Is not a wonderful time for a girl full stop. No. <laughs> Are you... How, how have you taken that? 
you learn a lot about your friends when you go through an experience like this. Yeah. Um, you know who's there for you and you know who's not. And you find out who's fake and who's not. And I've lost a lot of friends. Um, at the very start, my friends were really good there for me. And I know it was tough for them too. But after time, girls at this age are always selfish and just don't yeah. think. Yeah. And they're always trying to figure out who they are at this point. And... They don't have the perspective of stuff that you've gone through. No, it's mm. just you grow and you move on from your friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys have, you, you haven't spoken about your story, but obviously we go to the same football club, um, the Morningside Panthers, wonderful team to be a part of. And, and you've been a part of it and you're a coach, Paul, and you've got um, three boys there. Is this something that you, you kind of want to get the awareness out? Well and truly. Yeah. Um, even one of the committee members who's helped with some of this week's you know, notifications said, oh, you've reminded me to go or get our flu shots and get our kids done and all the rest of it. Because so, people just don't understand how serious it can be. I think a lot of people, and we were probably the same, sometimes when you get a flu shot, you end up getting a bit of a flu or a cold or whatever, yeah. um, and you think, oh, what's the point of getting it? But what the flu shot actually does is stop you from getting really sick. And there's yeah. a number of different strains out there at the moment that who knows if they will still be able to get through it all, but, you know, it, it can stop stop you from getting really, really sick. And that's the idea of it, I suppose. And just making people aware and um, even, you know, look, we probably could have done more with the hospital in, in all this, but um, just making people aware that in the GPs and stuff that if someone's got the flu, we'll mm. maybe look at it a bit closer rather than just passing it off like it has been passed off. Mm. You know, it's just a throat infection. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just a cold. You know, go and rest for a couple of days and you'll be right. Yeah. You know, you look at all the people with sepsis and the stories behind it, it's such a common theme that starts with this yeah and you're sort of not dismissed but to a degree you are mm. and you just never know what's actually underlying you know the effects can be brutal <clears throat> so you're back at school mm. taylor um kind of what's, what's that smile is that mm. uh, well, it started a new school this year but just with some other complications in the last yeah. six or eight weeks with taylor's foot she just hasn't been able to get back to school much in the last sort of couple of months again so um there's a you need you know, to take yeah. your time. With yeah. It. yeah. But she has enrolled in a makeup course and we're trying to work out the best course of action with all that now because she still needs rest at different times throughout just yeah. getting everything else healed. Did and you mean a makeup course or to make that up? No, a makeup. makeup. Lady oh, makeup. like lady makeup? makeup. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Actually, Abby's looking for a makeup artist at the moment. <laughs> I really am. So that's very exciting. <laughs> well, you two are both incredible people. Your entire family is. Um, no offence to you, Paul, more so Taylor than yourself. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, I imagine, a very hard story to share. Thank you very much for coming in this morning. Lovely to meet you both. Oh, good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the details for uh, that there's a whole round of footy dedicated to you this weekend. We'll get it all up on our Facebook page if people want to get on there and, and support it. Uh, just search Stab Abby and Matt. Nice to see you guys this morning. Thanks, guys.